0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Camera Brooks Podcast, Above and Beyond. I'm Pete Van Epps, and today I'm interviewing Kelly Trout. Kelly is a Senior IT Director at HCA, which is Hospital Corporation of America. Uh, Kelly is a West Point grad. She's a former Army officer. Uh, her branch was Ordnance and uh, has been at HCA for a little over four years. Um, Today in the podcast, we jump into a couple of topics centered around managing projects in corporate America and managing your career path in corporate America. Uh, A little about HCA. HCA is a publicly traded company, Fortune 500 company, that owns and manages extremely well hospital surgery centers and other healthcare centers across the United States. Just a disclaimer, uh, the, uh, the... Opinions and views expressed by Kelly do not necessarily represent those of HCA. So um, uh, it was interesting to jump into some of these topics with Kelly. Really enjoyed the conversation, and hope you enjoy it as well. On to the podcast.
1: Kelly, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for uh, thanks for spending a little time with us today.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me, Pete. Appreciate it. Our-
1: all right, so I'm, I'm excited for this conversation. Uh, you're one of the first. When I came to Cameron Brooks uh, uh, four years ago, you're one of the first people that I met as you were transitioning uh, into the business world, so I'm excited to catch back up with you and hear a little bit about your experience. Why don't, why don't you start off, though, by just talking a little bit about your military background. You what know, did you, you do? What were some of your experiences? and Then we'll launch into, uh, into your uh, experience outside of the military.
2: Sure. So I graduated from West Point in 2004 and went into the military as a second lieutenant ordnance officer. Um, stationed down at Fort Bliss, I got assigned to an air defense unit, um, initially as a platoon leader um, doing maintenance mostly, and then supporting the air defense unit. Um, had about 85 soldiers under me. Um, for about a year, and then I went on to deploy with them over to Qatar and Kuwait. We were split, and then I became the detachment commander over in Kuwait while we were deployed over there. Um, Came back, became a transportation officer at the battalion level. Also switched over to be a Brigade S-4 when I deployed again over to Qatar for nine months. Um, So I've done a lot of logistics with moving air defense missiles, with maintenance. Um, So when I was last deployed as a Brigade S-4, uh, we were in charge of about four, had soldiers in four different countries. So everything that comes with S-4, so contracting, um, support, logistics, moving missiles, um, all that good stuff is what I ended up doing. Then I got out in
1: 2013,
2: and that's where I met you.
1: So the interesting thing is, you know, I was just waiting for you to tell me about all of your IT project management experience, but I didn't hear any of that. I heard maintenance and logistics and leading teams of people in those types of environment, but when you transition out of the military, You went to go work for HCA, and you went into an IT project management role. How did that happen?
2: I did. So um, when I ended up interviewing with HCA, which is a healthcare company, healthcare and IT were completely foreign to me. Um, But what wasn't foreign to me was projects and running projects. And I think as a military officer, we ran projects all the time. So I think that was a good transition for me to really learn about the company and what it entails and what does IT mean and what does healthcare mean. Um, so that was a good transition for me, but I was kind of inspired just to be in healthcare really and IT because technology, everyone needs technology and just finding a way to help healthcare professionals make patients' lives better um, sort of correlated with me and how I was in the military and just sort of giving back and and wanting to support a bigger cause. So that's kind of how I, I geared towards healthcare and, and HCA.
1: So HCA is what? Tell us a little bit about your company.
2: So HCA is, um, stands for Hospital Corporation of America and we are a um, company that has about 168 hospitals across the US and then a few in Britain. And we support healthcare professionals professionals um, and patients every day. So we have several outpatient clinics, um, freestanding emergency departments, um, urgent care clinics, quite a few across the US.
1: And describe for me, if you would, tell me a little bit about what you do specifically. And I, I, I get, I have the, the privilege of briefing when HCA comes to one of our conferences. I often have the ability to brief HCA and the role for officers that might interview for this company. And I like talking about the integration of information technology into the healthcare space and and how IT really is a significant driver. For um, healthcare can can you I know that's such a broad topic but can you tell us a little bit about some of that integration and and maybe some of the uh, new and innovative things you guys are working on right now
2: yeah so right now um, I'm a senior IT director at St. David's Medical Center downtown Austin Um, and what I do is sort of oversee the operations of all IT, meaning hardware and software in the facility, and support customers who use it. So our customers would be the nursing staff, the doctors, um, the department's employees, basically, of the hospital. Um, Major projects we're working on, we're rolling out something called iMobile, which allows the nursing staff and providers to securely text patient information, um, all HIPAA compliant, which is very cool. Because they didn't they didn't have any of this technology before, so it's really helping them speed up their communication and get more in front of the patient instead of having to worry about being behind a desk when all they want to do is be in front of the patient. So mm-hmm. it's cool to see some of these things come together and how we can help them provide better care to the patients.
1: Yeah, um, tell us. So you started in. Austin then you got promoted and moved to El Paso now you're back in Austin so maybe you can share with us a little bit about The progression and some of the promotions you've had since you've been at HCA I mean it's been a relatively short amount of time for two big promotions tell us about your career progression thus far
2: Sure, um, so I started off as a senior project manager, and I really think the military helped prepare me for how to deal with projects and how to deal with so many different demands at the same time, um, just how to how to coordinate and get folks together and start talking um, and know who the right resources is, what's you know a big thing we do in the military as well. So I was I was pretty successful in that role, and a job role came open in El Paso to be the IT director um, of running all the operations in a hospital down in El Paso. So. Applied for that, got that um, based on the success of being a project manager. Um, again, as the IT director and running the operations, you're still dealing with projects. Um, and now you just have employees. And used to having employees from being in the military. Um, but granted, it's, it's a little bit different the structure, obviously, from the military to the business side. Um, so it was successful in that area. Um, really just leaned on my staff and we I had a really good team and I was fortunate for that and they sort of pushed me to um be better and, and another opportunity came up in Austin and I ended up applying for that and got that job. So I'm kinda of just now settling into Austin again and enjoying getting to know everyone and getting back into the groove of being a senior IT director here in Austin.
1: So when you say that they were you were being pushed to be better, what do you mean by that where, where, what do you, what kind of things were you considering as you were looking at a at a role and a move back to another part of this? I mean that's it's not just you're moving to a different hospital down the street you're moving you know someone is coming and picking up your household goods and moving it back to you know where you were before and so what do you mean by mm-hmm. you know you were pushed to be better?
2: Well, just the demands of the hospital in El Paso, um, you know, it's a hospital. We're all there to take care of patients, and it's high demands. Um, even the team making sure that they're okay, and and it's just sort of a different leadership role than it was in the military, meaning that you have to really pay attention to what the needs are of your employees. Um, you know, they don't just want to be told what to do. It's more of motivating and inspiring. and you can obviously do that in the military, but it's a little bit structured differently. Um, so that was sort of a, a good transition for me. Um, you know, just really, really trying to understand and get ahead of of what the customer wants and what the customer needs. And I think my team in El Paso was really good about that and sort of helping me um, transition in that way. So that kind of, I kind of pushed me to want to take on even more responsibility in Austin since it's a bigger facility. So I'm really enjoying it.
1: You know, one of the things I talk a lot about with people that are getting out of the military is, you know, what does the career progression look like? Of course, in the military, you know, it's very easy to define what, you know, t- 20 years could possibly or probably maybe even look like. but. What, as you think about the future, I mean, I know you're just now getting to Austin. You're probably not necessarily thinking about the next step quite yet, but what are some of the areas, and I'm sure it's not just lockstep, all right, now I'm going to go do this, now I'm going to go do that. What are some of the areas that you could possibly get into beyond this role?
2: Oh, gosh. Um, There's so many different avenues I could take, especially with HDA. I could go the service desk. I could be in information security. Um, I could go up to Nashville, which is where our corporate office is, and and do even higher level projects or um, be on the development and strategic planning committee. Um, there's just so many different avenues in HCA, and it's it's great being part of a, such a big company. Um, but at least in IT, we have we still have that family feel, um, which is nice, and I appreciate. But definitely has a lot of opportunities to go really any way you want and make your own career path, which is nice.
1: Yeah, I, I love the way you said that because I, I try to communicate that. I mean, that's really it. I mean, I I've, obviously I've never worked for H E A. I was I worked at a different company before I came to Kimber Brooks, but it was a lot of the same thing, and that, that's what a lot of our alumni say. And when you're when you're in the military thinking about making a, a, a transition sometimes that's harder to conceptualize and really really get behind because it's like well that's uncertain but the beauty mm-hmm. of it as you said I love the way you approach the answer to that question you're like oh geez where do I start I mean it really matters most about you know the professional networks that you're going to make and the things that you're most interested I mean who knows you might have more interest in security or more higher level projects or some of the things you said but really you get to make choices and have more control over where you take your career and frankly when you take your career is that right what do you think
2: yeah definitely i mean the cool thing about hca is we've kind of over the past several years we've kind of developed our own sort of internal jmo program mm. and um we kind of feed off of each other and can ask each other questions, which is awesome. Um, and all of us are in completely different roles. Um, so there is no, you know, you come into HCA and you have to be a project manager. Um, half of the folks didn't start that way and they're not in those roles now, um, which is really awesome. So if I wanted to be in a different position, i it's, probably likely another JMO is in that position and I could ask them how is it to get their feedback um, so that's really neat that we've sort of created our own internal community that we can reach out to each other and and sort of gain more knowledge of other positions as well
1: how did that come about I did want to you, you mentioned the the phrase family feel a moment ago and I was going to start to dig in on that and you really led right neck right, led me right into my next set of Questioned in terms of I'd love to understand a little bit more what what is that JMO network look like I mean was it there when you got there were you one of the founding members what kind of interaction do you do? You have regular meetings or interactions what what is some of that and the reason the reason I'm going here is because a lot of times I hear from people thinking about getting in the military you know I, I I don't have the I'm afraid that if I leave the military I'll I'll lose the camaraderie that I've been able to appreciate over the course of the last you know, five, seven, eight years, whatever it might be. Tell me a little bit about what you're involved right now with, maybe other military, former military officers, but you know, maybe not former military officers.
2: Yeah, and I was just going to say that um, I can't speak for every company, but definitely in HCA, I've felt more of a family with the JMOs and also all the other employees. I mean, the, the leadership that I've experienced at HCA has been some of the best bosses and leaders that I've had to date. Um, so that's really cool. And, and the knowledge and and just the care that they have for each other and compassion that they have for each other as people and not just employees is, is almost something I haven't even experienced. So it's been such a positive experience coming with HDA um, and just even being at a JMO. I know it's very nerve wracking getting out of the military because you just don't know what's next and you sort of the unknown of what to expect but um, when I first came in there was a few JMOs um, maybe about five or six and we've grown to maybe about 15, 20 Um, and we have meetings monthly we all can reach out to each other we're all scattered across the country but if we have you know, what we call a stupid question in healthcare IT that we normally wouldn't want to ask anyone else. We can easily (laughs) ask each other and not feel, you know, not feel that pressure that we should know what we're doing. Um, And maybe everyone has that. I don't know. Um, But it's nice. It's nice. It's it's good not to feel, I don't know what the right word is, but maybe that pressure of, of having to be, all knowledgeable in IT and healthcare right out the gate. Sure. So, yeah, it's been awesome.
1: Have you been able to, you know, one of the things you just said, you know, some of the leadership at HCA that you've experienced, some of the best bosses that you've had, maybe some of the best leaders that you've had to date, have you ever sat back and asked why? Why, why do you think that is? What is it What is it about HCA or what is it about the environment that you've, you've been involved with here over the last four-plus years? What is it? Why is it? Any idea?
2: I mean, um, it's just a really great environment. Everyone really cares about what they're doing. They see the importance in their job. And even though we don't interact with patients every day, we still see the importance of what technology can mean for a patient and the employees. Um, So, one, everyone really cares about being... There and what the values are of the company, so that's neat to see. And two, um, everyone understands that we're all leaning towards the same goal, and that's to provide a better patient experience. Um, So it doesn't ever feel like a competition or, um, you know, we have to go behind each other's backs. We're all just really there for each other. Um, We can support each other and lean on each other. that's just a really cool experience that I've never really felt before. Um, yeah. yeah.
1: What, what's hard about being in corporate America? What's something that that you're m- managing and working on right now that that you didn't deal with in the in the army?
2: Anything? Um, I would probably go back to. The different style of leadership. Um, you know, in the military, of course, you want to be, you know, inspiring motivating, and motivating, but you still have those sort of structure and rules that, you know, if you have a, a low performer, you know, you have that structure to be able to be more um, direct with folks. Um, but in the private sector, in the business world, you know, you can't always do that. And it's it's really about getting the buy-in of everyone on your team. And it's not about just saying, do this because I said so. Um, and not that everyone would approach it that way, of course, in the military, but um, there's just a different kind of mentality in the business world. Because no one wants to just be told what to do without either a reason or without having a chance to give their feedback. And um, not necessarily that it's been challenging, but it's just a different type of employee than a soldier would be, I would say.
1: Sure. Um, Let me ask you, kind of in that same vein about professional development and work, thinking about things like that, what are you currently working on Professionally, what, do you, what do you, how are you developing and work, um, what tools and resources are you using to get better professionally?
2: Um, so, I have gotten my PMP certification to learn more about just the structure of project management and what really goes into a successful project. It might sound simple to most people, but they're, I mean, um, Having a successful project is is key in a lot of the technologies that we roll out. Um, so that's one thing. I'm thinking about going back to get my MBA to just even more get into the strategic planning of, of how I can help the facility. Um, you know, taking we have a, a pretty extensive resource within HCA when it comes to training. So. Um, we can take web-based classes, live classes. So we're always doing those every year. Um, so that's another thing. Uh,
1: you mentioned the PMP. Uh, I, we interact, I interact with a lot of military officers that are, that are getting smarter on project management, investing time in wor- working through the Project Management Institute's curriculum, uh, working on getting their PMP. Do you feel like it's valuable? And, and if so, why? I assume you probably do. But why is it valuable for a military officer to be versed in um, concepts of project management as defined by PMI. Maybe not necessarily definitely having a PMP, although you know that's nice to have. but I'm, I guess I'm talking more conceptually, understanding the way projects are managed, at least the way they're managed in corporate America. Prior to getting out of the mm-hmm. military, do you see value in that, or tell me tell me your thoughts on that?
2: So I would say, um, if you're going towards a project management role in corporate America, um, it would be beneficial. But um, knowing the actual theories and concepts of a course sometimes don't translate into real life. Um, so I would I would say that it would be beneficial if you're if you're gearing towards that goal and you're you're gonna be a project manager, um, but for the general folks, I don't know if, if it makes sense to actually get a certification. Um, but I think it does make sense to know just the basics of of a successful project because everyone will be running projects just like sure. we did in the military.
1: So when you when you got your PMP and, and... Um, you know you were officially certified Did that, I'm sure that have influenced the way that you were managing projects but but I'm sure that uh, your company had an internal way in which things got done as well how are you able to integrate those things to to make yourself a better project manager
2: yeah so um, the PMP talked a lot about communication learned learned a lot of tips and tricks of how to motivate project members um, to get things done. Um, You know, HCA is, or at least our division in Austin and El Paso have a pretty good project management office. So they're pretty mature when it comes to um, managing projects. Um, So my boss, who was the project director, is very well versed in how successful projects should go. Um, so I learned a lot from her. Took a lot of those tips, um, you know, and it's kind of trial by error. What works with one, one project team might not work for the next. So sure. just learning a bunch of different tactics you can, you can throw when you see something isn't going as planned, um, you know, and switching it up and reverting to what might work is key as well.
1: When when you're talking projects generally, what what is the time, um, this um, not the scope, but generally how long are you are you working on a specific project? Is it is it weeks? Is it months? Is it maybe years? How does how does that typically look? I'm sure it varies some, but what does that look like?
2: Yeah, so honestly, it really depended on the project. I've worked when I was a project manager, I worked on a project. Um, for almost two years. It was a whole strategic plan to get telemedicine um, out in the Austin market and telemedicine being a patient comes in with say a stroke and if there is no neurologist on site at the hospital you can um, almost like an iPad on a stick like a robot on a stick remote into a neurologist that could be sitting in Denver and he can see that patient right away, so they get that care. Um, so that was really cool to even witness that project come to life and basically save some folks' lives. Wow. Um, once we got that up and going, so that was really inspiring. But yeah, the project can last, you know, from anywhere from a couple years to just a couple months to a week or two. Um, so it really just depends and varies on the size of the project and what the scope is.
1: One thing I talk a lot about with officers when we start digging into project management is is on-time and on-budget, and a lot of times in the military, on-budget isn't isn't quite as important, and I would ar- even argue sometimes on-time that, that isn't as, as heavily focused on. I'm curious, though, in your experience. Are, are those criteria paramount, or if not, what is paramount? When you're managing a project, where's the pressure coming from?
2: I would say the pressure is really coming from getting a key solution, a successfully key solution, into the hands of the nursing staff or the providers in a timely manner. So um, we definitely do have budget pressures, of course, from the facility. Um, and you want to stay within budget. So, when it comes to really planning for a project, um, making sure that you know you have kind of pulled in the right resources and talked to the subject matter experts who've done it before, and kind of get their feedback on you know you've experienced this. What did you? What was the cost? Um, what were some of the risks that happened? And the good thing about HCA is there's so many different hospitals across. The U.S. That somebody has is bound to have done something similar out there. Yeah. So just really reaching out and asking questions and getting that feedback has been what's key in the planning phase.
1: Yeah, I'm going to change gears on you here. A uh, couple more questions. One of the questions we like to ask uh, of everyone that that comes on the podcast, you know, what's one of the best books or the best blogs or maybe the bo- best co- podcast that you've been Reading or listening to lately? What do you What are you kind of into right now professionally?
2: Um, right now, I've been listening to some podcasts from our senior leaders in HCA, talking about you know just information security and how we can protect our patient information. Um, that's on a job front, but more on a professional development side. Been um, doing a lot of just recently as a team we took something called a dis training to so where we kind of learned how to communicate better with each other. So that was something that was cool within our team. Um, and then what books have really helped me? I would say the five the I just drew a blank but the, the top five dysfunctions of a team. Yeah. That book that's really right. helped me help help prepare me um, to deal with, with some of the the scenarios that have come up when it comes to teams, um, and especially the projects, even if they're not my employees or my direct reports, um, just motivating folks who don't even report to me. Um, I really enjoyed reading that book because that gave me some yeah. good tips and tricks.
1: You know, The um, that's, uh, Five Dysfunctions of a Team is a Patrick Lencioni book, and, and he recently wrote another book called The Ideal Team Player. And it, it really is a is a continuing story, or at least a s offshoot of one of the one of the characters with five dysfunctions of a team, into the ideal team player. And I've finished reading it a couple of months back now, but uh, it has really changed my perspective on, uh, and simplified my perspective on team members and being a team member myself and encouraging some of the team members that I work with. I've recommended the book to a few people that I work with here internally, but. Um, but you may want to consider that uh, as perhaps your next read if you like Five Dysfunctions, because it it really is a uh, really is a fantastic read. And it reads kind of the same way. It's a it's a business story or business fable for about you know seventy percent of the book or so, and then it and then it goes into some more technical um, oriented um, kind of how to, if you will. So great book.
2: Awesome. I will do that. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Yeah, of course. All right. Final question. Actually, it's two questions rolled into one. First of all, what's the best advice you've received lately? And then what's the best advice that you've given lately?
2: Best advice I've received lately might be um, from my boss when he was telling me to just relax. Um, I feel like coming from... A non-healthcare and IT background, I'm a little bit um, anxious and apprehensive that you know I don't know everything, um, and I feel as though maybe I should right away. And I think a lot of the JMOs will have that same kind of feeling that you want to learn everything right away and right now. And um, you know, it takes time. It takes time to learn a whole new industry and and how the corporate world works. And, sure. and just sort of you know relaxing a little bit and realizing that it takes time and not necessarily easing up on expectations but just just understanding that you know you'll get it and and don't worry and it will come. Yeah. Um the best advice I've given I actually just had a a one-on-one meeting with an employee who um Feels like he's not meeting expectations, and I was letting him know that, um, you know, we we have a standard, but at the same time, for him to feel like he's wanted and he's appreciated, and what can what kind of information can we do for him to help him get to where he needs to be? Um, so I recommended a, a time management course for him which he appreciated, and then I talked to him about possibly coming over to a different hospital and working in a different environment for about a week and seeing how he does there. Um, yeah. and, and just talking to him about, you know, he even had personal issues, which is something we deal, in the, deal with in the military. So um, just kind of letting him know that, you know, tell us when you need help, it's okay, and um, that was a conversation I had today.
1: And the hard thing is, you know, in the in the military, it's almost, uh, you know, uh, you know, just at least in my experience, the military, we're, we're just so much in everyone's business, right? You know, it's not as
2: yeah as,
1: as at an arm's length as perhaps the the employee that you were working with today, uh, just because it's 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 different in a lot of ways, being uh, outside of the military, right?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, you definitely don't, you aren't forced getting into folks personalized like you may be in the military um, not to say that that's a bad thing or a good thing but um, but it more comes from a genuine place of, of really wanting to get to know your employees and wanting to know what's going on um, so yeah that's definitely a different sort of aspect to it but sure. also remembering that you know we're all people and we all have struggles and sometimes we do bring in personal issues to work and you know, just remembering that that doesn't ever go away when once you go into the corporate world.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Well, uh, great dialogue, Kelly. Thanks for thanks for taking time out of your busy day uh, to make some time for those who listen to this podcast. I think your experiences have been great. And really, I think there's a lot of things that you said today that people can latch on to, not only those that are still in the military, either getting out or thinking about getting out, but even some of the folks that are, that are in the business world now. So I really appreciate your time and effort in making the podcast happen, and uh, and good luck in the future. Happy holidays, and I look forward to catching up with you down the road.
2: Thanks, Pete. It was really good to talk to you. Appreciate it.